Alone in her bed, Juliet lay with her sheets twisted between her arms and legs, thinking about Christopher. Wanting him. Craving him. There was a point where her physical desire for him had turned into an all-consuming hunger. Since then, she had been continually restless with need. Finding sleep was no longer easy. The longing she felt for that one person whose shared passion would provide her lifeline, her relief, had long since become overwhelming. Christopher Bardsley, what on earth have you done to me? She whispered into the night, and a smile passed over her lips. She felt high at times, at others, wretched. Her fierce physical desire also manifested itself in a painful, gnawing ache that emanated out from between her thighs, through her core, as far as her throat and mind, where she was tortured with memory and longing. Her fingers tightened on her rumpled sheets, as did her thighs, her body rolling restlessly. Masturbation just left her hungry for what she couldn't have— a particularly cruel twist of fate. She needed to express herself to him, to join their bodies again. And he was so far away. Over four hundred miles, to be precise. It might as well have been ten thousand the way she felt. She was at home in London, trying unsuccessfully to focus on her freelance journalism— her one and only love before she met him. And he was off the coast of Scotland, on the Isle of Arran. That's where she'd met him, interviewing him as part of a series of features on unusual people who had forced their careers to fit their lives, instead of allowing the opposite to happen. Christopher owned and ran a major internet provisions company. He'd built it up from nothing. But when he'd inherited his uncle's farming land in the south of Erin, he'd decided to up sticks and move there. He managed his internet company from an entirely different kind of base in order to maintain the traditions of his family line, making both aspects of his life work. Juliet had traveled up by train and ferry to meet him and found herself stunned by the beauty of Erin, even as she looked at it from the windswept ferry on the approach to the port of Brodick. It was this landscape that had motivated his monumental move, his choice to oversee the farm, meshing a long-standing farming lifestyle with that of a modern-day businessman. I came to look at the place, and I experienced the lure of the island. I'd visited as a child, and I had very fond memories of the farm, but as an adult who has traveled the world— it just took hold of me. He observed her as he spoke, turning a heavy tumbler in his hand, warming the rich, local malt whiskey it contained. She nodded, feeling the place and its master instill their lure in her, too. Sitting opposite him on the sofa, sipping the fine scotch, her desire ran rampant. From his hand nursing the glass to the strong outline of his thighs through his black jeans— he drew her attention in every way. Desire thrummed in her every pulse point, her blood racing, her lips eager to brush against the firm line of his mouth.
As soon as she saw him, she wanted him. He said it was the same for him, too. She'd booked into a B&B, but never spent a single night there. Arriving at his house, she saw him in action, instructing the land workers for the following day, answering a call from Denmark in the next moment. What drives you? she asked later that evening, as they sat in his comfortable sitting room after a dinner prepared by his housekeeper. It was a question she'd asked all the men and women she had interviewed for the series. The need to make the impossible work, he paused, and the corners of his mouth lifted in an insinuating smile. What drives you? No one had ever turned the question on her before, and it wasn't something she had ever thought about, but still she knew the answer.